Business owners are cluing into the fact that Bitcoin is here to stay, but its adoption is only about where internet adoption was in the mid-90s. In other words, there's still a ton of upside and opportunity. If you want to learn how other business owners and entrepreneurs are using Bitcoin to enrich their lives and grow their businesses so that you can too, stick around at the end of this episode to hear the trailer for my newest podcast, Business Bitcoinization. And now, on to today's episode. You're listening to the Life as Leadership podcast. Are you looking for motivation and encouragement on your path to becoming a better leader? If so, you've come to the right place. Keep listening to find a community of leaders committed to learning and taking action to improve their world. The Life as Leadership podcast, where leaders gather to grow together. Here's your host, Josh Friedemann. Let me ask you a question. How often do you think about changing the world? If you listen to our intro each week, which if you are a regular listener, sometimes repetition can be something you begin to listen through instead of listen to. But the intro includes this phrase, learning and taking action to improve your world. And as leaders, we have that opportunity all around us all the time. And what we're going to be talking about today is your ability to create and develop the future or futures that you can imagine and that you want to work toward. This is an opportunity that we have that I don't think that we always think about, and I hope that you find this interview today encouraging and that you will be excited about the opportunities that you have to create new futures through your leadership. Our guest today is the founder and president of Aviv Consulting, a strategic innovation consultancy. He's also the author of the book, Create New Futures, How Leaders Produce Breakthroughs That Transform the World Through Conversation. And he hosts the Create New Futures podcast. He spent time as a fighter pilot for the Israeli Air Force, where he learned lessons he still uses today. Now, Fortune 500 companies hire him to help their senior teams create purpose-inspired futures and innovative strategies that drive growth. Here is Aviv Shahar. Aviv, welcome to the podcast. Josh, uh, thank you for having me. So I like to start off every single interview with a few questions that help us to get to know you better and provide some great insight for us to put into action in our own lives. So you ready for these? Absolutely. What is some lesson, saying, or experience that continues to influence your leadership to this day? No doubt it is the wow multiplier phenomenon. I recognized this phenomenon for the first time when I was about nine years old, even though I didn't have the full translation at the time. My mother used to represent the top classical musicians in the world on the tours to Israel, people like Jean-Pierre Rampal and others. So I observed how a few superstars commanded an unproportionately large part of the attention and of the profit. We're talking decades before the internet would unleash the winner-takes-all dynamics with full force. So for me, though, this was an engraving experience because I recognized that if you do good work, that this is not the point. If you do good work, people will see you as okay. If you do excellent work, you'll be rated as good. Only outstanding work will be appreciated as excellent. Therefore, to truly produce memorable effect, you must create and deliver the wow impact. If you do wow work, you will be rewarded disproportionately. So this became 
just the operating brief when I launched my consulting practice. Good is okay, excellent is good, outstanding is excellent. To become memorable, create wow experience and wow impact. I'm sure we're going to return to that later in the interview, but I want to move to our next question. Use three descriptors to finish this sentence. A leader is? A leader is a convener of possibilities. A leader is a catalyst of new conversations, and a leader is a connector of data points that shape new tomorrows. What is a question that leaders should be asking either themselves or others? Nothing energizes and liberates people more than the opportunity to shape and create their own future, which is why it is such a central element of my work. So the question that leaders must ask themselves and others is what possible futures do you imagine for us? And I'm deliberate in in futures, it's plural. And what specifically excites and energizes you about each of these futures? Now, I know you are the author of your own book, but I want to branch out more broadly for this question. What is a book that you would recommend to leaders? Well, let me on this. Actually, instead of recommending a book, let me recommend a movie I just watched this week, so it's fresh. I watched the movie The Two Popes. It is a fascinating movie with many leadership lessons. And the the good thing about it is you do not have to be a believing Catholic to enjoy the movie. The most critical lesson, Josh, is seeing how they both change and evolve through their dialogue. Margaret Mead offered that we should never doubt that a small group of thoughtful, committed citizens can change the world, and she offered that, indeed, it's the only thing that ever has. In my book, Create New Futures, I propose to amend just a little Mead's statements. And the point I was making was never doubt that a conversation among a small group of thoughtful, committed people can change the world. Indeed, it's the only thing uh, that ever has. So I'd recommend the movie, The Two Popes. If you could get every listener to start doing something this week to help them be a better leader, what would that thing be? You must invest in your own development. You must invest in your own growth. Build a practice of reflection into your work. Carve the the 10, the 15, the 20 minutes in the morning to to be reflective, to make the, the the determination what you must accomplish today and how you will approach these opportunities differentially, specifically today. And... Cultivate and bring up in yourself that that mindset that you must be shaping events rather than just let events lead your day. You must bring a clear and purposeful intent into every conversation in terms of what you hope to produce, what you hope to, the outcome that you hope to create. And finally, we have our arbitrary but insightful question, which is this. As a general life principle, is it better to ask why or why not? Well, I have made a career out of reframing people's questions as multiple options. So I I will simply offer this. Why is an insight generating inquiry that looks back to explore a cause? Why not is an action releasing question that looks forward to exploring possibilities. 
So if you need an insight, ask why. If you hope to release new momentous action, then ask why not. I like that explanation. I'll take it. Now, Aviv, we are here to talk about your book, Create New Futures, today and to talk about some of your work related to that book. First of all, what was it that led you to writing this book? I have been extraordinarily successful with senior leadership teams in some of the most admired companies in the world. And the unique experience of leading them through developing their strategies, ultimately creating a new organizational future, a new business future, and in the process transforming their experience at work and helping those teams produce breakthrough outcomes. All of that experience essentially is what inspired and guided me to write the book. I wanted to share as much as I could in terms of the the, the concrete on-the-ground experience such that other coaches, other consultants could learn from my experience and unleash their capacity to create breakthrough results with clients. Now, talk to me a little bit about this term strategic innovation. What is it that you do when you're working with these senior leadership teams? Well, so for a start, I bring to the table three capacities. Often you will have your innovation and or strategy expert leading a process around strategy or innovation. You'll have a second expert bringing the capacity of team effectiveness or team health or organizational health. I do that too. And you'll have a third capacity, which is the executive coach, the trusted advisor. I am all those three things. And in the engagement with the client, often whether it's a six months or nine months, curated uniquely, a curated set of, of interventions and, and ultimately designed to produce and enable the business outcomes that they hope to create. So one of the key elements and one of the core premises in Create New Futures is the idea that to be transformative, to indeed create strategic innovation, we have to begin by imagining a new future and then work backward. And the reason we have to do so is because we have to escape the entrenched and legacy beliefs and thinking patterns and and ways of working that essentially produced all the limitations that define what we can do today. So my work is designed to concurrently lead series of conversations, some of which are centering around this exploration of the Horizon 3 future and then working backward to Horizon 2 and the more near-term Horizon 1. And secondly, the realization that you cannot really hope to unleash new breakthrough ideas and innovative solutions when people are locked in their own historic thinking patterns. So there are a series of practices and exercises and modalities that I bring to the table and curate into the experience to help people enter the high impact learning zone where they begin to develop new conversations with their co-workers, where they cultivate breakthrough trust and collaboration, where they begin to see themselves and each other in whole new light 
and it is in that context, in and if you like, in that in the chemistry um, of that brain space, because the, there is a brain science, if you like, behind this. We need to cultivate new brain circuitries if we are indeed to come up with new ideas and new innovative solutions. And so that's why all of those different elements must be curated into the experience. You just talked about horizon one, two, and three. Could you talk about that a little bit more? It depends on the company we are working with. In a biotechnology space or in aerospace, you will sometimes define horizon three as seven or even 10 years. Many of the companies you interact with every day will simply define Horizon 3 as the three to five year future, okay? Three to five year horizon. Horizon 1 is this coming quarter, sometime this financial year. And Horizon 2 is the space in between. And it really is the space in between where we are able to shape new, ultimately new innovative future because there is now the vision that we imagine in that Horizon 3 future. And now we ask, what what are some of the core strategies? What are some of the key themes that we must apply and bring to life in Horizon 2? And what are some of the pilots that will accelerate those endeavors and it is those efforts and those endeavors that ultimately enable us to um, create a new future. What people often do when they do not apply that approach is they try to solve the problem of today hoping that that will actually lead them to their desired future. But in, in seven or eight or nine out of ten scenarios, solving today's problem will not at least not naturally and not easily lead you to your desired future. So you must be much more focused about the the kind of future you hope to create and let that guide how you solve today's challenges and, and opportunities. In other words, solve to the future state and by doing so and while you're doing so, address the current challenge and opportunity. It's, it's a complete reframe and uh, redirection of how you approach the opportunities and, and challenges at work. Now, do you find that five years is too small of a time frame when thinking in futures? Are there ever times when you're working with organizations and leadership teams where you need to be thinking more than five or maybe even 10 years out? So yes and yes, as I said, it depends the, the, the kind of market and the kind of space the company operates in. Actually, in many spaces today, five years is even too far out. We've learned to operate in a space that's rapidly shape-shifting and changing so quickly that you need to be adaptive and agile and resilient. But that said, Josh, if you said, is it still important for people, for for teams, and, and even for large organizations to search, to identify, sometimes you'll call it true north, sometimes you, you'll call it the, the noble purpose, sometimes you'll call it the, the vision of what do we want to be and what do we hope to become when we grow up. It matters not how you define it. Should you explore and, and be engaged in deep inquiry? 
into the seven and, and 10 year horizon, absolutely. I, I do think that that kind of horizon inquiry is very important. Now, I'm hoping you can talk a little bit more about how to lead these conversations, because if you're working with leadership teams, if you're working with people that want to bring about change and they're maybe not thinking the right way, the way that you lead conversations and the way that you ask questions is so important. And as leaders, no matter who you are, even if you're not doing the the work that you're doing necessarily, we still have to lead those conversations. So do you have any recommendations to leaders as they're working with their teams, especially in planning, that can really help people to connect and to think differently? Yes, I do. Before that, even before that, I think there is a, I know I've, I've watched uh, time and again with many teams, that there is a very important premise that all leaders must establish with their teams which is that you don't just have one job at work. You really, every, every morning when you show up to work, you have three jobs. Okay, so job one is doing the work. That's probably what you were hired for, whether it's sales or customer service or whether you're in the purchasing group or whether you're in the IT or any other organization. You simply have your day job. That's what you do every day. But you do have your job too, which is you're there while you're doing the work to also transform the work and to discover how we can do the work differently, more efficiently at a whole new level. And ultimately, to accomplish job one and job two, which is to do the work and to transform the work, you must be engaged with job three, which is transforming yourself. So when it comes to leading conversations, I believe leaders must frame inquiries and engage teams and employees along these three conversational lines. There are conversations about the work in terms of the run the business. There are conversations about how we transform the work, how we transform the business. And there are conversations about us as people, as human beings, as as whole human beings, how are we making the work experience the most energizing, the the most fulfilling, the most rewarding experience, one in which we continue to evolve as individuals, as leaders, such that we are building transferable skills because younger generations, that's what they look uh, for, for work. Money is important, but there is more to life than money. Of course, easier said than, than done and a lot much easier said when you've accomplished your financial goals. But mm. people are looking to find work that's meaningful, to be part of a team that wants to make a difference, to be uh, operating in an environment that uh, is aspirational in terms of its values and in terms of uh, its purpose. And they want to continue to be challenged and, and learn and evolve as, as a professional through their work experience. And you need to frame conversations and ask questions as a leader and be curious about all of these, not thinking that you have all the answers, but genuinely ask your people and your teams about their best ideas, about how we can make the the work experience even more rewarding for them and how we can create a future for the team and, and for the company that will be as exhilarating and as energizing for them as can be. 
Now, you just talked about the importance of people doing work, people transforming their work, and people transforming themselves. Now, when you're leading these conversations, and maybe even as a leader in that organization, should you prioritize these three in a particular order, or are they things that you should be doing contemporaneously? Well, a huge big part of my work, Josh, is the idea that we must uh, do different levels of work and be engaged at different, with different processes all at the same time. But if you want to make it simpler, you'd say, of course, you need to first of all take care of job one. If, if the company is not running and you're not serving the client right now, then everything else is, is not really important because... Let me just um, frame something critical for anybody listening. There are only two ways you can be in business, really. Okay? You're either serving a client in some way that is mission critical for them. And mission critical is defined by way of saying they cannot fulfill their core mission without your service of solution or solution. So in other words, if you are in some way producing the, the component that your client needs and you're the single source, you're mission critical for them. Or if you are part of the supply chain and there is no other alternative, you are mission critical for them. In my space, I can hardly ever be in a position that I'm mission critical because there are always other offerings and other opportunities. And therefore, for me to be in business, I have to be in, in the other path into business, which is to create overwhelming value. Mm. How do you create overwhelming value? You make your client achieve their objectives much faster at a much better cost bracket at a higher level of impact or with greater grace and elegance and, and flair and beauty. It depends what, what the space is. So all of what I'm saying clearly delineates that you're in business. Peter Drucker once said that the purpose of business is not to create profit. That's the byproduct of, of business. The purpose of business is to create a customer and to serve a customer. So your number one when you run your business is to serve your customer, to serve your client. My point is, having just offered the idea that if you are not in the mission critical kind of service, you therefore must continually transform and improve what you're doing such that you will be in a position to provide overwhelming value. And therefore, you cannot really think that you can simply run on autopilot merely offering your service. You need to continually do the work, transform the work, and be curious about yourself, about the client, about the ecosystem, about what is changing in the environment, about, and about how you can take what you do to the next level. Now, I love that you just talked about overwhelming value because that takes us back around to something you said at the very beginning of the show, which is the idea that people will view your good work as okay, your excellent work as good, and your outstanding work as excellent. Essentially, they're going to be viewing your work a level lower than you think it should be. And so what you need to do is to deliver a wow impact. So how do people deliver that wow impact? Well, that's a it's a great and, and delicious uh, question, you have to discover what is the unique talent 
that you bring to the table? What is your core competency? And uh, where is that unique gift and, and competency will converge with what you feel tremendously passionate about? And then how do you bring the convergence of your competence and your passion into a Venn diagram, into a sweet spot with a service or an offering that solves a real need? So that's a lot easier said than done, Josh. Uh, th there isn't enough time uh, on your show to talk through the longitudinal journey that brought me to operate in, in such a rarefied space, serving senior executives in, in Fortune 100 companies and helping their teams create new strategic future. But I can promise you it wasn't um, an overnight occurrence. The, the, there was a, a 20, 25 years journey from the time where I left the Israeli Air Force flying, uh, you know, the A4, the, the Skyhawk, and my own path and my own discovery of, of um, the human potential and my potential within uh, that and, and my core passion and, and competence and how I discovered that I was able to bring to the table a unique gift that, that enabled me to be with a group of people in and through a, like a two or three or four day strategic session and they would leave that week telling me, you know, not only have you enabled us to produce profound agreements and alignments and um, agree on, on certain key strategies that otherwise would take us maybe three or four or five months to produce an agreement on. In addition to that, we have come to appreciate each other in a whole new way. And each and every person left this session with a new insight about themselves and their unique strength and, and gifts. So th there are multiple layers of or buckets of value that we generate in an effort like that that produce the wow impact that I'm describing. Well, Aviv, I'm hoping that you will be able to leave us with some final insight from yourself, whether something new that we didn't get a chance to uncover today or whether something you'd just like to reiterate from the interview. Is there anything like that that you would like to share with the audience? You know, the biggest thing that I took away from the Air Force experience was a rule that was drilled into me, which was that an undebriefed action is a wasted action. And I, I've made that a motto of my, the motto of my professional life, which is that every day you've done what you've done to accomplish the goals of that day. You, you've delivered solutions, you've served clients. But if you haven't taken the time to also debrief what worked well and where did you leave some unaddressed opportunity, because that's what we used to do. We, we would land from our practice flight and we would go directly into the briefing room and we would ask what worked well today and where did we not follow the, the plan and why? why? Why was there a, you know, a, a breakdown in, in our execution? And what is the core learning that we can distill and what specifically will we therefore do differently and, and better tomorrow? I encourage that engaging with what I propose is job two and job three, which is transforming the work and transforming yourself. That the core impulse of that is an insatiable curiosity 
and the passion to develop the sense of mastery about whatever it is that you do, and therefore the commitment to make sure that every day you debrief your experience and you, you distill some key ideas and some key practices and some key opportunities that will enable you tomorrow to perform at a higher level. An undebriefed action is a wasted action. A debriefed action that leads to new breakthroughs is the, the greatest satisfaction and reward in being able to serve customers. I love that insight. Thank you so much for sharing that. Aviv, where can people go to learn more about you and your work if what you said today has struck a chord with listeners? They can find me on my website, avivconsulting.com. They can find me on LinkedIn. And they can also find the book, Create New Futures, on Amazon in all forms, including audio, in my elegant Hebrew accent. And uh, they can also find my own podcast show, by the same name, create new futures, and I look forward to hearing from them. Awesome. Aviv, thank you so much for joining the show today. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, Josh. As a leader, you have three jobs. I really appreciated this point that Aviv shared in the interview. The first job that you have is to do the work that you were hired to do, and I think this is something that we all realize. But the second thing is to transform the work that you're doing so that it can be done more efficiently. And finally, the third job that you have is to transform yourself, because when you transform yourself, you're able to do the work and to do it more efficiently even better. And I also like this point that he added on. It is that the key to transforming your work and to transforming yourself is an insatiable curiosity. So that's the first key takeaway from today. The second key takeaway is to either be, first of all, mission critical, or second of all, to create overwhelming value. These are the two ways to make yourself a vital part of a mission. Either be mission critical or create overwhelming value. The third and final key takeaway for today is something that Aviv said he picked up when he was in the Israeli Air Force, and that is that an undebriefed action is a wasted action. So take time to think through what you've done and what it means, because Aviv added that a debriefed action that leads to new breakthroughs is the greatest satisfaction and reward in being able to serve customers. An undebriefed action is a wasted action, but a debriefed action that leads to new breakthroughs is the greatest satisfaction and reward in being able to serve customers. I hope that you enjoyed what Aviv had to share today and that you'll check out some of his materials if you connected well with his message. Also, before we finish the episode today, one request that I have for you is that you would share the Life as Leadership podcast with a friend. While ratings and reviews are helpful to raise the show in rankings on Apple Podcasts and other places like that. The truth is that the best way for this podcast to grow is for leaders to share this podcast with other leaders. So I encourage you, whether it's today's episode or another that you connected really well with, share it with a friend who also cares about becoming a better leader. I look forward to sharing with you again on Monday. And until then, keep living and leading well. Hey, thanks for checking out this trailer for the Business Bitcoinization Show. My name is Josh Friedemann, and I'll be with you each episode interviewing business owners about how they're using Bitcoin to enrich their lives and grow their businesses. You might be wondering about the name, and I'll get to that in just a second. But first, let me tell you a little bit more about the show and who it's for. 
Unless you've lived under a rock for the last decade, you've heard of Bitcoin by now. And if you're like me, you heard about it a while ago, but didn't do anything about it until the last couple of years. Then one day, for whatever reason, it finally clicks. And after that, you enter the Bitcoin rabbit hole, as they say. And the deeper you get, the more you see the value of Bitcoin. But you know, maybe you're not there yet. Maybe you don't know much about Bitcoin, but are interested in learning more. Either way, this show can help you. Each episode will introduce you to an executive or entrepreneur who's using Bitcoin, the hardest money on planet Earth, to improve their life and their business. So, what's with the name? Well, it's a play on the term hyper-Bitcoinization, which is used to describe the eventual rapid adoption of Bitcoin as other currencies get weaker and weaker in relation to it. When you compare a seemingly never-ending supply of dollars to a hard cap of 21 million Bitcoin that will ever exist, it feels like only a matter of time until hyper-Bitcoinization happens. The good news is we have the opportunity to be on the front lines of creating a new and frankly better system. Whether you're already sold on Bitcoin and it feels like I'm preaching to the choir, or you're curious to learn more, business Bitcoinization will help you understand how you and your business can be prepared to take advantage of the massive productivity and wealth that Bitcoin will enable. If business Bitcoinization sounds like a show for you, go ahead and subscribe. Obviously, you can subscribe in whatever podcast app you're using right now or go to www.bizbitshow.com slash listen. Once again, that's www.bizbitshow.com slash listen. I'm looking forward to sharing more soon. And until then, keep living and leading well.